Hello? Why, yes, this is Cody and Kaylin from Yo Dats Rank, the interactive podcast where we rank and rate from lame to great all the things that really matter in this world. Today, we are taking a new direction for an episode. This is the first installment ever of the Rankenstein Hotline, and we will be discussing your hilarious, embarrassing, awful, traumatic stories from gym class. Yo 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 that's Ring 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 it's a Frankenstein hotline. Hello Kaylin, can you hear me? Are you on the line? I'm on the line. I am Oh, she's on the line. Good. She can be heard. I feel like we are, um, you know, those telethons that they used to have where like people would be sitting there yeah, with PBS. their big phones mm-hmm. and it'd be like, call in and you could talk. That's what I envisioned this episode being like, yeah. even though no one actually called us because it's 2021. <laughs> but we received so many fun submissions about these harrowing stories <laughs> from gym class. Oh, did you like gym class? Were you? I mean, I know the answer, but I want like the audience that might not know you. Well, that, by now they know the answer, right? Here's here's what we're doing. We got to do this vibe check real quick on gym class, and um, I will say this. Okay, tell my me. mother yeah. is a physical education teacher. She didn't want us calling it gym. Oh. She wanted us calling it physical education. Okay. okay. She has been my entire life, phys ed and health, and so I have a respect but for not at gym your teachers. School. No, not at my okay, school. It's so a different school. And everyone school, yes. loved her. Oh, my gosh. When oh, I would meet duh. a kid from Penfield Middle School, they'd be like, you're Pam Sherry's kid. They couldn't Mrs. believe Sherry's it. Sherry's the best. And duh. she is the best. Yeah. So I have a respect for the craft. We also have a friend, Laura Anthony, yes. major Rankenstein, who is a gym teacher. But personally, Kaylin. You don't vibe. Do I vibe with anything less than oh. <laughs> public well, school yeah. gym class? Right, no. I would say there's probably nothing that you could hate more. It was rough. I mean, I like to do some things, like, activity-wise. I wouldn't say athletically, but, like, throw a Frisbee here and there, maybe. But the things that you do in gym class, oh, no, no, no. What about you? No, of course not. I was even, like, (laughs) racking my brain to think of stories. I have a couple, but so many of my days were spent, like, trying to get through that 42 minutes as like under the radar as humanly possible I don't even some of our Rankensteins have these great stories of like putting themselves out there and really trying for something and it backfiring and it's like I don't even have that because I was trying so hard to just make it through without anybody speaking to me or noticing I was there I couldn't even say I would brag it's like this unifying experience that we all had, even there will be some homeschoolers on this list that I talked to, this unifying Call experience. Call them out. Say this person, uh, <laughs> homeschooler. I want to know. Oh, you'll know. You'll know by the story. <laughs> it's like we had to do this thing that none of us wanted to do. It's such an outlier for your school day, yes. right? Like the other things like history is close enough to English, which is close enough to science. Right. Like we're in the same groove. And then I have to go get naked swim. in a locker room. And then second period, I have to swim. I have to bring a bathing suit to high school. I'll be wet the rest I'm of the day. I'm wet. And I don't know what you other guys are doing, but I'm not showering like after this. <laughs> I don't understand the time. To- How do you have the time? Like, I don't know the mechanics, so I don't know what. So 
it's second period and I'm just wet for the rest of the day. It doesn't I really click. I feel like click. so many people tried not to sweat, right? Because right. like if you had gym class in the middle of the day and then you're sweaty afterwards, but when you're a sherry, you can't not sweat. Like it's impossible. I didn't try really hard in gym class. There are certain people that are like, I tried so hard, that's why I was sweaty. It's like no, I just sweated as soon as you made me move faster than as a walk from Spanish change. class to Cal. Right. Like, that is, then I'm already sweating. There was this so, class called, like, Women's Personal Fitness at Penn Trafford that was literally just girls that wanted to run for a whole period around our entire high school complex building. And I remember sitting in, like, choir or, like, <laughs> something and just looking out the windows and truly having the thought, like, they are made of something different than I am made of. Like, that's... That thought to add a second gym class to your day where you're just running and running, it doesn't compute for me. So we are going to share so many fun stories from our lives, but most importantly, the stories that y'all called in to tell us. So our Rankensteins of the week is everybody that submitted a story, and we actually got a lot of them. We're going to try to go through as many as possible, but if we miss yours, it's just because we had so many funny submissions. So let's just jump right into it, okay? We've got a bunch of categories that we split these stories up. We're not going to rank them like 10 to 1. We're just going to talk through different things. So one of the categories is going to be obviously the presidential fitness test Uh because it's what we've been talking about on the podcast for a while now. Another category we're going to talk about is the gym uniform. Moving into watch out for balls, Uh which goes right into watch out for walls. Yes, great. (laughs) Then we've got sports are not for me, followed by is this part of the curriculum? And then we just have some general funny stories and injuries and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I felt like I was just... um, the late Alex Trebek right there reading through yeah, thank uh, you. I feel very, categories. We're ready. We are ready. There's some really good things in here that you will not want to miss. But first, Kaylin and I decided, you know, if you're asking people to be vulnerable, got to be vulnerable yourself. Yeah. So, Kaylin, why don't you share your gym class story with the audience? So, I can't run, as evidenced by what I just said, like people are made <laughs> of different things than me. I am convinced, I've said this a lot, that when I die, they are going to f- look in my body for science and be like, oh my gosh, this whole time she had this gene and running was harder for her than everybody <laughs> else because it just is. So I was new in middle school. We had to run the mile. Like that was the big thing. Everybody had to go outside and run the mile. I was also very dramatic in middle school in my whole life. And I had this phase that I went through where I loved acting like and telling people and pretending that I had low (laughs) blood sugar. Low blood sugar? I don't know where I heard it. I honestly don't know where I heard it. I convinced my mom of it. Or like maybe a doctor said to me one time, like, do you get tired a lot? Maybe you have this or something. And I just clung to it. I would carry around a pack of sweet, like, uh, Smarties and like the Lance cheese and peanut butter crackers with me at all times in case I had to prove to somebody like, yeah, I have low blood sugar. You are insane. So the best time this was for me was during the mile, sixth grade. I was new. I didn't know how it would work out. But I did it and I said like, oh no, I couldn't possibly. And I pulled out the cracker pack and I was like, I have low blood sugar. I just like shrugged and was like, I can't run. Like, I guess we could call my mom if you wanted to. And they were like, no, you know what? Just walk it. Just do it behind everybody else. So I never had to run the mile, which everybody else did because of my low blood sugar lie. 
Yeah, and there came me just trying desperately <laughs> to beat the 12-minute mark. Because if you didn't run the mile in less than 12 minutes, you had to run it again until you did. I was like, this isn't how this works. I could if- not believe some of the things that, like, a gym teacher would tell us straight to our face. Like, if this isn't done, you're going to do it. I'd be like, says who? Like, I, I'm not – I have to go to math. Like, I can't be here. So that's mine, just lying about – an illness so that I never had to run the mile. My main story comes from, I believe it was seventh grade, which guys, we can all think to seventh grade think and just be us. like, that wasn't our best time. No. I was a plump young boy. I had uh, very circular glasses and growing up, I did look like Harry Potter, which should have been cool. But you know, in seventh grade, that's not really the look you're going <laughs> for. Like now I'd be like, oh my gosh, that's right. so sick. Right. But like, no, that wasn't the look you wanted. And for some reason, my glasses were so circular at that time so we had to do wrestling in gym class which is strike one like how dare they make us do wrestling and you'd have to like work out so hard they made you run all these laps and get sweaty and then some man would come behind you and like it mount you essentially it was just like wrestling get out of here man what do you mean another like another yeah another student student. but like we weren't all created equally okay when it comes to wrestling so I'm on the bottom. That's like the position you start in. Like I'm this on all fours on the bottom. Wild. This other guy's over top of me. And then you like say start or something. <laughs> and he just pushes me straight down into the mat. And my glasses pushed up and scraped my forehead. And I had a cut on my forehead like a scar, <laughs> like Harry Potter. And so I looked more like Harry Potter than ever. And I was genuine. I don't embarrass easily. Yeah, no. And I was genuinely embarrassed in that season. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, people are going to think I gave this to myself. So, so that I so could that look, you like could look more like Harry Potter. Right. We also got the pleasure yeah. of taking a gym class together at our oh, college level. And when we say gym we class, we put this in like real loose quotes, right? <laughs> this was our senior yes, year. Yes, because it was badminton and golf <laughs> were the two things we had to learn about. I believe we played badminton first, which like pro. Yeah. I'm a pro. We played badminton in high oh school. Oh my gosh. I've we were killing it. it. We were like, we got it. We had the oldest teacher on the roster at Messiah <laughs> College teaching us these two things. And then we went into the golf unit, yeah. which it was the year of the long rain, like where Hershey Park was yes. underwater. Right. And so we literally went outside for golf twice in the entire Two semester. Two times. The rest of it, we were golfing in the hallway by like the pool and up down by the gym. We were just like Putting setting up cones in the hallway. forever. It was a joke. It was such a joke. At one point, I said to Caitlin, we've been best friends for four years at that point. And she was like leaning over, hitting the golf ball. And I was like, okay, hunchback. And our gym teacher came around who hated me for hated some you. reason. And I loved it because all other teachers were under your spell. And he just, I will say his name. He was so mad. He, he was so mad you. that I called you a hunchback. Yeah. And I was like, listen, buddy, you don't get it. And I was I like, called thank her you. Much worse. Could you get this mean partner away from me, please? So we also took that class with Kitty Robinson, yes. who is going to be our first story of the day. She submitted a couple stories, the one of which is she got um, clotheslined, essentially, by the badminton <laughs> net at with one us? point. With us. Oh, with us. She ran straight for that birdie and was going to smash it down on me. And she got clo- clotheslined herself by the net. So it was really, really amazing. Um, but this this story comes in a different category. We're going to start our presidential fitness Woo! category. We're starting with Kitty Robinson, anchor on the street. And she is going to tell us about her experience with the mile run. The presidential fitness test, it was brutal. Um, I was really good at the sit and reach, but running the mile, I hated it so much. And I had asthma, and so I would 
run a half of the first lap of the field and then pretend like I was having an asthma attack every single year. And the um, gym instructors could never tell me that I wasn't having an asthma attack because um, I had asthma. So it got me out every year. I never finished the mile. Still not sure I ever have finished a mile since then. So there you have so, it. Kitty, Kitty did the same liars. exact thing. I didn't know that. You. But we are good. Well, guys, what are you going to tell us? That we don't have these illnesses? We're not going to run the mile. Raise your hand as you're listening if you somehow got out of the mile run in a devious way. Some I know like 50% of oh, our listeners 100%. are raising their hands. So that was one of Kitty's experience with the presidential fitness test. Now, let's real quick just tell the people what this is. Yeah. So in the 50s, Eisenhower saw that like the Swiss kids in switzerland were super fit and they had taken this test and given it to americans and swiss kids and americans like all failed basically and the swiss kids did great and so he was like "Uh uh-oh our people are too bad we need to do the presidential fitness test and so that consisted of the shuttle run the mile run pull-ups the v sit and reach and then i think sometimes sit-ups and push-ups and sometimes not and you had to take this like twice a year I think and you were trying to shoot for like the 85th or higher percentile you would get like extra credit or invited to something from the president if you made it and it was just notoriously like the worst thing of gym class and it was this blanket thing that the president did for the whole country so so many of us have stories from the presidential fitness test because you were guaranteed to be horrible at at least one of those things. You couldn't be good at all of them. I must have blocked this out. We've talked about this a lot because allegedly everybody does this at every school ever. Although you said I might have missed it because I went to a Catholic school like when I was younger. But if we did this at Penn Middle or Penn Trafford in my time, please somebody that's listening tell me because I have blocked it out if so. So we have a couple stories from the presidential fitness test. Uh, Your husband has a pretty good one. We casually were just like, Brian, did you have to do this test or do you? No, I even said, did you have any like embarrassing gym class stories? And he so quickly right off the top of his head was like, uh, yeah, when I was a new kid in middle school and I had to do the presidential fitness test and I did the V sit and reach as soon as I reached forward, I did the loudest fart ever. <laughs> and it rang out all over the gym. And he said, had this been a couple years later, obviously it would have been hilarious and I could have made it into a joke, but nobody knew him. So poor Brian Hillegas. Think about the positioning for a V sit and reach and just reach. It's primed for farting. That is like basically asking you to. You're supposed to go in to let gas out pretty much. (laughs) New kid just letting out a huge fart in class. I don't know how you come back from that, but I guess he did. The irony of the V sit and reach actually won the V sit and reach when I was in elementary school (laughs) in fifth grade. I won for the boys. Lisa Clark now wanger who i'm still friends with to this day one for the girls and now i literally can't even bend over i can't even sit up straight with my legs out my i had this huge growth spurt and my hamstrings did not follow along so i am notoriously inflexible now and in fifth grade i was like i can do the v sit because i sure you as probably heck thought could you not were do just, a pull up no but the v sit and reach you were you were number one like think of how great you thought you were yeah um we have one from shannon barthelmas now this is hilarious because do you remember there being a rope in your presidential fitness test? Not in the presidential test. Well, they may have lowered it just for when that rope was lowered and I came in. Oh, class, my <gasps> gosh. I was like, well, I my can't. My stomach was in my butt when that happened. No. So Shannon just simply texted me. And this is very, very, very funny. If you know Shannon Barthelmas, she texted me simply. The school nurse helped me up the rope for the presidential <laughs> fitness test. Dot, dot, dot. 
Why she was helping me, I'm not sure, other than maybe she thought we were best friends. So what I picture is Shannon Barthelmas, like, grabbing onto the rope. How else is a teacher helping you but, like, pushing your butt, your butt? Pushing your butt upward. Um, and Shannon just crawling. I mean, how much further is she getting? Like, five feet of the nurse? But she was really there Follow-up to question help to Shannon's story. Why was the nurse in the oh, right. Okay, she has another submission that I didn't put in that involves the nurse and the the substitute nurse. So I'm starting to wonder, like Shannon, was the nurse in all of your classes? Was the nurse you? really your gym teacher? Are you are you confusing? The was two? the nurse a, a close friend of yours that you thought just knew a lot about medicine? And so you now are misremembering her. But the nurse was around Shannon a lot, it seems, and especially in gym class. We have to mention in this category uh, the new presidential fitness test, essentially, <gasps> because they got rid of it in. The 2012 it like okay. stopped being a thing but now my students all talk about the fitness gram pacer test and if Ooh. you're like 17 or younger you're probably just shuddered because this is like the test they have to take where they run back and forth in the gym you have to make it to the other side of the gym before the beep and the beeps Ooh. get shorter and shorter and shorter and when you're like a 12th grade boy my uh, student Todd File wrote in and was like, we have to do a hundred of these laps in order to get a 10 out of 10. What happens if you don't get the 10? Like, that's what I want to ask the gym teacher. What do I care? I would always be like, if I don't get a good grade in gym, what's really going to happen? Nothing. Right. And, and usually you weren't graded based off your physical ability in gym. You know what you were graded off of? Uniforms. Our Absolutely. Uniforms. The days that I would go into my locker and realize that that bag wasn't in there, my heart would, my stomach would, the lies that I started like concocting, <laughs> like someone has died, something has happened. I don't know why, but I don't have my uniform. Now, did you have a uniform uniform or did you just have to bring like we just had to bring shorts and a T-shirt? For us, it was a uniform uniform for a while. Like middle school, we had Methacton gym shorts and Methacton gym shirts. They were green and white. They were very specific. And you could basically only get them at Schuylkill Valley Sports. (laughs) So you had to go. (gasps) You bought them to own. Oh, yes. You had had them forever. Then in high school, they got a little more lenient and said green shorts and a Uh white shirt. So, okay. Kaylin, let me tell you something. If you think any boys were taking their gym uniforms home to be washed, you live in a dreamland. No, you couldn't have even thought of it. There was no forgetting it for you because it was always living in your locker. Oh, because the punishment for forgetting your gym uniform was having to make up gym. You could be a boy wearing basketball shorts and a t-shirt of a different color and they'd be like, sorry, you have to sit out. You have to make it up after school. What? I can't. I'm on the bus. Like, I, how am I going to get I'm not home? musical. My mom works, so I'm going to call her from work to get me when I had to stay late to do this presidential fitness makeup. No, thank you. We had a couple stories written in specifically about the uniform. Justin Beachy wrote in and echoed my sentiments of never watching it. He said that his uniform started to get crusty, which is true. Like, it started to get stiff because Ew. you would sweat in it and then put it in the <laughs> oh locker and sweat gosh. in it. So, like... Like, at literally, like, crinkly, crusty. And Stop. he said that was bad enough. But then one day he had a nosebleed during gym class. There'll be plenty of stories about blood in this podcast. And yeah. he bled all over his shirt. 
and he still never took it home to get washed. So not only did he have a crusty shirt, but he had a bloody shirt that he just did gym class in every day. Remember when they would just say like, well, maybe they didn't for you, but for us, when it was like team games, they would just bring out this massive vat of pennies and be like, just pick whatever one you think. And I'd be like, well, this one's 6XL. Do you have any other one? They'd be like, no. They all smelled horrible. I hate Gym. Those pennies had more germs on them than anything we have ever anything. touched or seen in our life. Anything ever. You think the gym teachers, physical education, were, I don't know, ask your mom, was she, were, do you send them somewhere to be washed? Like, what is happening with those? I'm sure my mom would claim plenty of things. <laughs> I don't know. I, here's a little caveat. I asked my mom, hey, you're the OG gym teacher. Like, this episode is basically dedicated to you. Can you give me some stories? It took Mm -hmm. her till five minutes before we started recording to actually tell me anything. I kept begging for days. I was like, just tell me something funny, something weird. You've been doing gym class for 40 years. And I think there's something secretive going on because she would not tell me anything. And so... You know, I don't really know if I can. She knows something about the pennies. She knows something about the uniforms. She knows something. John Feldman also wrote in, and he said that the one time in gym class, he had like a massively large shirt. He was a little string bean in his words, and he said it got snagged on something as he was doing laps around the gym. It got snagged, and the hole just kept getting bigger (laughs) and bigger as the time went on. So by the end of the gym class, he his whole midriff was showing. Which I think is just so funny that he even said the word midriff. Um, he said, to add insult to injury, the worst thing was he forgot to then switch it out. And so the next gym class, he had to wear the oh, exact same no. shirt. Oh, the same belly shirt. He had crop tops before they were cool. Thank you, John Feldman. Yeah, so funny. So this last story in the uniform category comes from Adriel Morton. She is a Dr. Rankenstein. And um, it segues really nicely into Watch yes. Out for Balls. So we've got a little bit of uniform, a little bit of balls. All right. Adri says this. And these are in her own words. I had to switch schools in sixth grade in the middle of the year, and the new school was out of most sizes of gym clothes. I was in an XL set of gym clothes at 11 years old. Glasses, retainer, good stuff. The game of the day was dodgeball, except the school was too poor to buy gym equipment, so we just used volleyballs that the volleyball team had in the closet. This kid kicked a volleyball while we were playing, and it hit me in the face and knocked me to the ground. I was laying on the ground, and the whole gym class gathered around me movie style and stared while I picked up my broken glasses and held my throbbing face. I had to go to the office and have them tape my glasses back together at the nose bridge, and they sent me back to class with an ice pack that I had to hold onto my face for the rest of the day. I had a black eye for three days and taped glasses for two weeks until the new ones came in. That was my first week as a new kid in middle school. no. That's trauma. How do you get over it? Like, that's my question. How do you... I remember to this day, this is so safe to say because, uh, honestly, this is all I know of this person. Chelsea Kramer fainted in art class in sixth grade. (laughs) And the buzz around the school about Chelsea Kramer. People were talking. Chelsea Kramer fainted. Chelsea Kramer. She was just... I guess she was hungry. She fainted. She fainted. I'm 31. I haven't heard of Chelsea Kramer (laughs) since I was 18 years old. But I can tell you she fainted in Mrs. Hatch's sixth grade class because we don't... Don't 
forget that. So, Adri, I know there is someone out there being like, Adri got hit. Adri like, went the down. New girl. Her glasses are broken. Someone somewhere is on their podcast saying, Adri really took a beating <laughs> that first week. That is so sad when you're the new kid, too. I oh mean, think about the gosh. nerves of middle school in general. Then add yes. on being new. Then add oh. on being in an XL in gym class. I couldn't let it happen to me in the mile. That's why I had to lie. I was the new kid in sixth grade, too. And I thought, like, I, I'm not going to be a sucker. I will have to lie my way out of this. So that brings us to our category, watch out for balls. And as you would assume, there are many stories in this category because many of us have been hit by a ball in gym class. So our first story comes from Cindy Agoncillo. So Cindy says... My actual story is from junior high in the volleyball unit. Because remember, Cody, like there would be like three weeks when you're doing handball and you'd get all good and used (laughs) to your team in handball. And then they'd be like, surprise, it's flag football day today. Get your pennies out. (laughs) Switching without notice. What am I doing? And I'm swimming again. So she says the volleyball unit, the one kid decided he was going to punch, punch the ball to return it to the server. I'm just picturing this smug junior hire like throwing it up and punching it as hard as he can. Problem was, Cindy was standing directly between them, she says. He punched the ball directly into my face and my glasses ended up 10 feet behind me. I think poor Cindy, just think of her standing there so unassuming. Some kid is trying to show off for his friend, no doubt. How do you not take stock of the human being that is in the path <laughs> of the volleyball? right in front of you. What is wrong with you? The year after, she also, her knee gave out in the middle of stretching for the volleyball unit. And so, needless to say, volleyball is a no for Cindy. The volleyball unit has so many stories. Joe Matthew wrote in and said he ran into the pole during the volleyball unit. Which we have been traumatized. We saw that live and I thought someone's face was broken in half. It basically was. This this was in college. We saw the the man. (laughs) The man. (laughs) We won't use his name, even though he's not listening. Run straight into a volleyball Not just the volleyball, the hook, the crank. Like we had the crank in still. Oh my gosh. So we know this is a dangerous unit indeed. Volleyball is a rough unit. Laura Anthony, gym teacher, she said that she will tell students stories of long earrings getting caught in the volleyball net Ah! and ripped out, even though she says, secret, that's never actually happened. (laughs) She just tells them to make sure. Again, uniform. They're not wearing dangly Oh, my gosh. Think of the things that we've been lied to about. I'm sure plenty. This is now our first story from Chrisanna Rogers. We have multiple stories from Chrisanna. You may remember her from the Christmas story episode where she was number one because she has crazy stories from Crazy Life. So she says, look, I'm not athletic. I got hit in the nose with a basketball and it bled so bad that on the run from the gym to the school nurse, there was so much blood that poured out of my nose that they had to delay students leaving school in the afternoon until the blood was cleaned by the janitor. It was apparently a hazard and they called a complete lockdown and all the students <laughs> couldn't leave their classroom because of my nose blood my mom had to come get me because i bled all over my clothes and they wouldn't let me ride the bus home with that much blood on my it's nose. a hazmat situation <laughs> they're literally treating her like the monsters inc people are gonna come and put her under the curtain so not only does she get hit in gym class which is like kind of the classic situation but she bleeds all over the hallways and the school to the point is locked where down. students are delayed 
That is wild. We had some other submissions from Kirsten Henderson and Shanna Kemmerly. They both mentioned having to do headers in soccer. Or trying to get out of it by moms <laughs> writing notes. And it's like, okay, I honestly, when I thought about that, I was like, did we play soccer? Like, was there a section? There probably was. If so, was my teacher telling me to if, – if a teacher told me that I had to do a header with a soccer ball, I would literally about face and just turn around. Like, I'd be like, I, I cannot do that. I surely cannot. This is precious up here, okay? The only thing Guys, I'm good at is the school part of school, so I'm not going to risk I that for I have to use this class. mouth to sing, and I have to use this brain to remember my lines in the chorus – Christmas concert coming up so I cannot be bothered with headers the fun thing is you can get hit by all sorts of sports equipment in gym class it's not just watch out for balls so Laura Anthony again she was once looking down at her clipboard as a teacher looking down at her clipboard when a student threw a frisbee and it hit her in the nose and she had a bruise there that's like I mean pain takes a backseat to embarrassment and that oh my gosh she had to have think about like when a dog gets hit in the nose and just like whoo like looks up so surprised and has to shake it off if you're Danton you're not letting those kids. She's at a high school, right? Isn't she at a high school? Middle school. So she took my mom's school? job. Yeah. Oh, right. You can't let those kids. A middle, even worse. You can't let them see you sweat. She probably had to act like it didn't hit her face. Like, <laughs> be like, what? It hit my clipboard. Like she caught it. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And then our first submission from Loser Posse, that is my high school crew. They went wild. Once we started the ball rolling, man, there was a lot of stories. But Christina remembers a time when in badminton, she was hit in the nose with a birdie. And she said, I remember who did it. His name was Colin Wyatt. And to this day, I still dislike him. The funny thing is, Colin Wyatt, like, was not in our social circle. Wasn't, like, I think he left our school. Like, he didn't even graduate with us. Because Jim is a... It's an equalizing field. You don't get to pick who you're in there with. You are sometimes with friends. You are sometimes with enemies. You are sometimes with athletic people. You are sometimes with non-athletic people. Jim makes room for no one. Perfect segue to a story from Caleb Miller. He gave us an audio uh, story over Facebook. And I'll just kind of summarize. He said he was in a gym class with a bunch of the popular girls. And he was like, they were good athletes, but they didn't want to like show that they were working hard because that's embarrassing if you try too hard in gym class. So he he said in dodgeball he got hit and he was trying to catch it then after he got hit so he could save himself and he like fell on the ground he said there was snot everywhere oh my god and um the girl just looked at him and said okay johnny gym class <laughs> And he said, to this day, he remembers that he con- he will frequently call people Sick Johnny Jim Class. Burn. Sick burn. She got it. Now, Dodgeball brings up something very interesting to me. Kelly Whalen, former Ranga Son of the Week, I tried to get a story from her, and she was like, Sorry, Kayla, I was really good at gym. I was in a Dodgeball club. I was like, Well, <laughs> that's enough for me. But Dodgeball brings up something interesting because. What was your game for dodgeball? Dodgeball still haunts me because you can't really you can't really like sit in the shadows because at one point it's all going to be about you. Yeah, if you. you sit in the shadows too long, you'll be the last exactly. one Exactly. And that has happened. I, I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> I've been like, oh, no, like just throwing it up. What was your game like in high school? Did honey you go badger, for it? Honey badger. Go, of course. I just went I crazy. I would dance in the front on the line because it yeah, was funny. And then Ew. also I would get hit. <laughs> but I actually love dodgeball. And I really yeah. tried. I'm bad at throwing, bad at catching. But I like the sport. I think it's a fun game. And so anytime we did dodgeball, I was here for it. That was such a tough one for me because I was like, what do I do? I need. I needed to get hit right in the beginning when all the people get hit. Like that's what I was trying to do. So I'd be like, oh, no. Just, oh, oh you caught me and just slowly. <laughs> 
walk Let off. the Johnny Jim classes get you out. Exactly. Caleb would have been a great match for me. There is a whole segment of Johnny Jim classes at the high school near me because at Mechanicsburg Area Senior High, you can take accelerated PE. No, you cannot. Yeah. And you and can what? opt in to an accelerated PE. What do PE. you do there? It's just the gym class where the people try and then the other Johnny ones gym exactly the Johnny gym so that they can you know separate the wheat from the chaff and then we exactly. could just come and like walk around the the room and oh. not try so I can't think of anything worse than an accelerated PE I don't understand that at all so obviously in gym you have to watch out for the balls but wouldn't you know you also have to watch out for the walls we've got two stories in here first one comes from Alyssa Crawford this one has a very me and you energy Cody so she writes in I was and am the most unathletic person ever I was constantly getting injured from the little things to big things. Despite that, I am very competitive and always put forth a ton of effort, no matter how misdirected, until somewhere in my junior high when I decided I should accept my failed athleticism. In sixth grade, during a gym class volleyball game, however, I was in the front left corner against the net when a teammate bumped the ball just out of bounds near me. Trying to save the day, or more like the singular point in the game, I ran full force for the ball right into the brick wall. Thankfully, by some miracle, just injuring my pride. She says this sticks out, but there's millions more like it. The, re- the reason that this made me think of it is in volleyball, especially in college, you and I, not the most athletic people, but something would click. I am not competitive at all. You are. Something would happen when we were on the rec volleyball court. You have been known to yell at acquaintances, friends, When you're playing mildly athletic things, that's where I get competitive because I know I'm not super good. I know I'm not super bad. So it's like in that medium territory (laughs) where people are kind of trying, oh, I yelled at the RDs at Messiah. You yelled at the RDs. You said, tell me that's a carry one more time. You turned around and I, I just had this I pulled an Alexander vibe. Hamilton in that, in that I moment. am so happy thinking of Alyssa because I could see me and you pulling something like this, like in a crazy dive to try to fix something for the team and just really misjudging our fate. Also loving that there's a brick wall, you know, like in Ooh, her gym class. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. What a, we're in like a very colonial, cool-looking <laughs> gym setting. This next story comes from Kat Figura. I go to church with Kat. She is hilarious. And she writes, this wasn't gym class, but it happened in the gym in front of the entire school. We had a dodgeball tournament and it was seventh versus eighth grade. And I was in eighth grade. I've always been a little spatially challenged, uh, but I thought it would be the greatest crowd pumping moment if I chest bumped the wall like they do in football movies. She writes, (laughs) I got the attention of the school by aggressively and animatedly shouting and double fist pumping the air. And then I took off at a dead sprint across the gym, letting out a heroic scream this was my moment of glory when i chest bumped that wall my classmates would cheer in slow motion and we would cream the seventh graders unfortunately i forgot to take into account that people move and walls don't well i hit the wall at full force and was very confused when i immediately pancaked onto the hard gym floor with a giant red mark on my face did i almost knock myself out trying to get elementary and middle schoolers hype for dodgeball did this happen in front of my friends and teachers am i ashamed Yes, yes, 
And no, there is no shame in gym class, only quickly remembered scars and the uncomfortable smells of body odor. Oh my goodness. I'm so proud of her for saying she's not ashamed of that. I that would say there me. is lots of shame in gym class. Chelsea Kramer fainted in art like someone's remembering. Cat Figura chest bumped the wall. I just want everyone to know that. That's happening. So Cat, Alyssa, these people are a lot like us. So that moves us into this next category that we're calling sports are not for me. This could actually be the whole episode because right, that's obviously. why we get traumatized because we don't do We didn't gym get class. submissions from people that were real Johnny Jim classes. I'll exactly. say that. So Christy Miller has our first story in this category and Christy writes, I hated gym class in high school because I wasn't athletic and also no one knew who I was. So I was always chosen last because either people knew I wasn't athletic or didn't know who I was. Somehow I ended up in this two-hand touch football game. I didn't want to, but the gym teacher forced me. It was a long and awkward game of me just running around pretending I understood, which I didn't. I would just like run in the same direction as my team and hope no one looked at me. But then at the end of class, I found myself wide open and my teammate threw the ball to me and I caught it and I ran and ran and everyone was cheering and I scored and even the jocks in my class were celebrating (laughs) and then someone said it was a forward lateral and that it didn't count and no one has ever explained to me what that was so to this day I still don't know why it didn't count or what a forward lateral is but my moment of touchdown glory began and ended in about 20 seconds Logan McGray, I feel like you can explain to Christy and us what the difference is, why her touchdown didn't count. I resonate with that. When you think that you've done something like for, for the, the first, first time. And only time and only. only time. And then to hear someone say that doesn't count at this point, gym teacher, let it count. You, like just say, you step in and you let a little Christy count. Miller count. Flags. Like that's not real football. Just let them do it. It's a little bit different. I was uh, thinking that throughout that story, she was going to say she ran to the other end zone. That's a classic mistake that of I'm sure course. some of us have made. That's not just for the movies, guys. People have oh, no. really done that. You get a little turned around. Like, you just don't really know what's <laughs> happening. And then you're on the wrong side all of a sudden. This is Chrisanna's second submission in this in today's this episode. This sits with me. And r- this rings truer to me than any story in the entire episode. Go ahead. So let me summarize for Chrisanna. So she is a theater musical theater person like... Like we are. Well, in her 10th grade year, which 10th was like the lowest of the grades, uh, she tried out to be in Beauty and the Beast. And she, you know, Chrisanna thinks something of herself. So she was hoping to get a I mean, lead. you are talking to the senior class, L Woods. So yes. I think something of her too. She was hoping to get a lead. She f- looked at the cast list and saw she got Bell's understudy is there anything worse than getting understudy part she was so upset that when she went to gym class she told the gym teacher hey i'm upset from what i saw on the cast list i need to sit out (laughs) obviously the gym teacher coming from a very different world was like no you have to get your crusty uniform on and so she called her nanny her grandma and her nanny told the gym teacher essentially that she had to sit out and so she sulked in the corner like a brat she says now i don't know about methacton high school but pentraford high school the day the cast list went up i will tell you this parents were waiting they dropped the kids off and then just waited in the parking lot because they knew they'd be (laughs) taking them right home now me i was friends with my chorus teacher just plain full stop and she would put me in parts that I didn't deserve at all and I knew it full well so I was never crying on those days however the people that thought 
when you think you when you've stayed late for a callback and you've been reading wow. the part of Belle and you're telling everybody, yeah, I went pretty well. I did home pretty well. Yeah. And then they thought, you know what? You did it just well enough that if this person gets the flu, you can do it. Of course she had to sit out. I feel it. I get it. I'm with her on that. She could not go on that day. What is she going to do? Handball. She's going to get a penny. (laughs) She can't get a penny because she's throwing her script in the shredder and just leaving and quitting. This story from Charlie George is literally the definition of sports are not for me. So Charlie got hired as a music teacher at Harrisburg Christian School. And his first day of work, they asked him to sub in for the elementary gym teacher. No, I would say I don't know how. Do you have one of those parachutes? I'll do that with that. Exactly. I mean, literally like his job was supposed to be something else and he was doing gym instead. No, no. This is what happens, you know, in a very, very small Christian school. I guess sometimes you got to do that little, like teach them how to peg up the wall. Do the scooters that if you tell them that they move those fingers, those might as well be broken. You are donezo, kid. The last story in this category, sports are not for me, comes from another Loser Posse member, Mailing Wu. This one was my favorite of all the submissions because it's so simple. She says, For some reason, my most traumatizing memory was coming up with a step aerobics routine to Good Charlotte's Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous with two girls from my class. Why? And then having to teach the entire class the routine. For what? What do you mean? In what way, Melee? Good Charlotte's Lifestyles of the that Rich and the Famous. So that is honestly funny. like you couldn't write a funnier joke about that is so what a step aerobics. 2007. Yes, that's beautiful. We would have to do like segments of um Taibo where we would all just like line up and do like they would put a big Billy Blanks video on the board and we would just do that. Now I'm picturing just Mei Ling projected <laughs> on the board doing lifestyles of the, turn of the, the rich and the, the famous up, jazz square jazz square. <laughs> I'm picturing that really well. That is such a good segue into our next segment called is this part of the curriculum? Because why was she having to choreograph the step aerobics thing for gym class? Picture them lugging out those little like steps that you would get on, and she and listen. Think of the opening. What's happening? Oh, that girl's gonna teach us this. I guess that is so funny. I have an important question for you, Kaylin. Did you have to do orienteering in gym class? No. So as you can tell, my gym experience consisted of any day that I could say like oh it's my time of the month oh the blood sugar again I would sit on the bleachers and when I didn't get to do that I would barely be involved so I remember some flag football a couple handball days maybe one or two basketball days that's about it I don't know what orienteering is but I do need to know orienteering is the most is this part of the curriculum thing from gym class what you would do is you'd get a partner and a compass. And then you no. had to go out into <laughs> the no. expanse of the high school property. And you had to find these markers. They would say like 34 degrees southwest, geocaching. 100 paces. Basically uh-huh. geocaching. And so you had to navigate yourself to these markers, which would give you like the clues. And eventually when you had all the clues, it would either spell something out or it was going to be math or something like that at the very end. And all of us had to do orienteering and so so many of our stories from loser posse come from orienteering in general because it was such a weird part of gym class uh not to really brag that much but kim stoll and i got first place every week so 
In geocaching, that tracks. That's exactly <laughs> right for you. That's correct. This yeah, story, though. Yeah, reach and geocaching. Go to him if you need any of those. This story specifically comes from Mailing's husband, who we will call Water Bugbear because that is his Instagram <laughs> handle. So Water Bugbear had a friend who we all know named Tim Solmone. And during orienteering, Tim Solmone thought, hey, I'm going to hop the fence and just leave. I'm just going to. Oh, you don't have to stay if you're orienteering. Maybe the clue is somewhere else. Leave class. Well, he attempted to hop over this fence. He sliced his arm open. And someone else in the gym class who drove to school that day put him in their truck and they went to the ER. (laughs) Without any? Okay, this just reminds me, think of some of the things like this that did happen in high school that now that I work with high school students, I'm like, the high school students that I work, if they're three minutes, today a principal called me and was like, is this person really in your room? Because they know that like they could be a flight risk at any time because of our generation doing stuff like this. We were playing flag football in gym one time. Again, two names. I don't remember the second one. The first one for sure. Jim Flannery, he'll never listen, doesn't know that I'm still alive, was doing flag football and ran and ran and ran and just kept running because there was a Dairy Queen right off of our property. And he just ran to Dairy Queen, to Dairy Queen with John John Farragonio. That's his name, John Farragonio. Those two decided they were leaving and they went to Dairy Queen. And what's a gym teacher going to do? Run down 130 (laughs) after them? No. What's he going to do? He would just take you to the ER anyways, Tim. So go ahead in that kid's car if it's faster, I guess. <laughs> Imagine calling his parents. He, well, no, he was here. And then, you know, we sent him out with the compass. I don't know. But what I saw last was that he was bleeding and then a stranger put him in his car. I think he'll probably be at the nearest emergency room. That is room. the wildest gym class story I think we got submitted to us. I Insane. can't believe it. Illegal, I think, Absolutely. in some ways. So another orienteering story from Bus Buddy, also a member of Loser Posse. Queen, she says, iconic. Connie and I, that's another one of our friends, were terrible at orienteering and we finished dead last during all the challenges. But when we got back to the class, no team had won yet because the last part was doing a logic puzzle with the clues you had found and I finished that ish in like a minute and we won first got me and Connie a skip gym class for free pass think of like gym class and then bus buddy just doing a logic like survivor version puzzle over in the corner and winning it you love to see it now we are looking at the same Google Doc right now. And the note that you have under <laughs> this one, I've been staring at since the beginning of the episode because I'm trying to make it make sense in what we're talking about. It's another shameless brag from you, I'm sure, but another not quite gym related thing. So the note says Cody <laughs> camping, cooking venison cheesesteaks over a fire. Well, Did this wouldn't you know copy Kaylin, and paste from a different talk. Wouldn't you know, Kaylin, that you, we already talked about how the sessions would switch after like three times of something. Right. Go, so Never to camping that I remember. Oh, for us, after three sessions of orienteering, we did camping. And for some reason, the one camping thing was for us to just go out and build a fire in the middle of the woods no. during gym class. And so I brought in, they like allowed us to, they prepared us and said like, we're going to be doing this next time. You can bring something in to cook if you want to. So I what? brought in some of my dad's venison and Kim Stoll and I made venison cheesesteaks over a fire 
Who somehow? is Kim Stoll? And was she just was she your nurse in <laughs> gym class? Was no, she's she my orienteering nurse? partner and friend. Okay. We made okay, cheesesteaks, okay, okay. and somehow we completed that in what the thirty-eight minute period. Less. You have to change. You're changing into that uniform. There's time for showering for freaks, and then you made these cheesesteaks. I have no idea how we had the time to do it, but that is a fond memory that of I have course. from gym class. Then the last story in this segment <laughs> also comes from someone from Loser Posse. Apparently, our curriculum at Methacton High School was very strange. She says, Cheryl, Tam, if I didn't say that, she says, yeah. I fell off the top of a human tower during cooperative games and broke my ankle. Don't worry, got my boot off just in time for junior prom with Cody. <laughs> Every time I've mentioned <laughs> that to people since high school, they're always like, WTF, who builds human towers in gym <laughs> yeah, That's a great point. Again, whatever was happening at Methacton High School, it's like, did you guys have to sign a waiver before <laughs> your gym class? Was there something you had to do? You didn't have cooperative games or women. I think they had one called like girls competitive games. I don't like, a fire on like the back lot of Penn Trafford High School. No, I don't remember that. That's a shame. That was the best yeah, memories from gym class. All right. So next category we've got is just we call general funny stuff. This doesn't fit anywhere specific, right. but is hilarious. This is just a classic one. This comes from my sister, Lauren Labra. Lar Lobs. This is so funny. Again, like the Shannon one, if you know my sister. My sister, like, you never see her sweat. She always has her cool about her. Literally she doesn't let too. anybody. Right. She doesn't let anybody get to her. And she said, freshman year, ninth grade, you're playing flag football and the tail as old as time. Someone pulled at her flag but accidentally no. pulled her shorts down. No. No. She said, to this day, I didn't look around, but I'm pretty sure people saw my butt. So that is just poor little ninth grade hair as big as could be. Lar Lobs just running as much as she could and somebody pulling down. Is there anything worse than knowing that that's happening for the puller or the pulley? I will like, say, just, just like just your bad. Chelsea girl that you remember. Chelsea Graver. There is a girl from Messiah who got her pants pulled down. During the first year games, and all of us in the, who graduated tw- class of 2012, doesn't matter if you're cum laude, magna cum laude, summa cum laude, you know who I'm talking about. Now, I don't know that because I was so traumatized in first year games that I was like not paying attention to anything because I was like, what have I done? But I cannot wait for us to be done and you tell me who it was. Weirdly enough, that story about people seeing her butt during football, Nicole wrote in a story, Nicole Maley, that said, yeah. I went to go pull someone's flag and I jammed my finger into someone's butt (laughs) (laughs) she genuinely like jammed her finger like it hurt it was bruised I was just always trying to avoid as we're saying and so like whenever flag football I was like I'm not going for any of like I'm not grabbing at my crush's like waist when I'm trying to get his flag off I'm not doing that it cannot end well This next story comes from Haley Green, now Haley Glasner. She writes in, I have only broken one bone in my entire life, my left middle finger. It happened in one of my first days of gym class at my new high school in Chicago. We know what it's like to be new, guys. We already visited it with Adrian. This is a lot of new. Yes, yes. (laughs) Shortly after I moved to Chicago, I was going up for a totally sick layup when reality checked me by sending a six foot tall boy who actually could play basketball to block me. He smashed my middle finger and I had to have it in a splint 
flint, so I couldn't bend it. That would have been okay on its own, except my left hand was usually pretty prominently displayed while holding my trombone. So for a few months in band, including marching band and concerts, I was effectively marching around playing the trombone with my left middle finger just absolutely flipping off everyone in its path. I prayed frequently that I wouldn't accidentally offend anyone. (laughs) That is tough. Why are all of these things happening right when we're starting a school or our first year or our first day? And that's like you don't get that cast off for quite a time. Like that is just stuck with you for some time. I bet you felt kind of cool though because it's like at that age it's like, ooh, I'm being bad. Can't do anything about it. Oopsie, don't look at my left hand if you don't want to get offended. Our next story comes from big fan of the show, Alex Snopko. Alex Snopko, I did. I texted a group with him and his wife and Lauren. That's where I got the Lauren story. Alex Snopko, this one's so funny because it just shows we didn't really have a lot of logic in middle school. And it shows the difference between boys in gym class and girls in gym class. Boys are so competitive, always trying to call people out, always trying to like get one up on each other. So Alex says, I couldn't do a single push up in seventh grade. That's all I really have. People said, though, that I cheated. And I was like, hey, guys, I recorded zero. I didn't cheat. I said, Alex, why would they think you cheated? How could they think you cheated if you couldn't do a single push-up? He said, the way I was doing the push-ups, I remember being in the gym and not really being able to do it. I was probably struggling. And these guys probably thought that I wrote down more than I said. So I had to stand up and tell everybody I didn't score any push-ups. So get away from me. Now he references the person who, and this was one of those moments. You said you had some with um, Loser Posse also. He said a name in a text to me that I had not thought of since middle school. And when he said blank, said to me in the locker room, I saw you cheating. I immediately (laughs) pictured this person. I pictured our locker room. And just what a wild time this was for all of us. I laughed very, very hard picturing him try to call him out for being the worst push-up person in the seventh grade. Gym class really was the great equalizer in some ways. Because you were with all of the people that you may not have been with like if you were doing AP classes or honors classes or regular classes like you usually kind of stay on the same track with people but then Jim it's just whoever has a free period it's a mixed bag it's It's random yes and and Alex and this person would never have been caught talking so that's perfect that leads us to our Johnny Jim class experience right where we're trying too hard and that person who we don't normally cross paths with just calls calls us us right out for something exactly the last story in this category comes from again laura anthony gym teacher and friend who uh said that during quarantine the kids had to send in quarantine activity logs because man gym class during quarantine i can't even imagine what that was like so they had to write in these activity logs of hey i did different things well one of her students wrote in (laughs) that she walked her cat and Laura was like no she did it like that this they're just trying to like make something up she's no she writes then I did some research and realized oh no this is a thing that people do no oh yeah there's cat leashes cat harnesses people will walk how fast does a cat walk (laughs) how does a cat walk I'm trying to picture a cat walk 
<laughs> I can't. Well, okay. There is a man who lives right next to the church who walks his cat around frequently. So, so you've when, seen this. when we do outdoor staff meetings, it was very distracting because he would bring a little stool with him. And when the cat wanted to like lay down and take a break, he would take out his stool and just sit there behind How the long cat. is this walk? What kind of walk um, are we on? I guess you just can never tell like when a cat's going to oh, need a break. Oh, when's that cat tired? Yeah. I guess so he, he would just sit there while his cat sat there while we're in our staff meeting. And you're just watching. Of course, what could you do but watch this cat take a nap? A cat nap. Very, very strange. Now, our last category for gym class stories, uh, we just entitled injuries mm-hmm. because there's plenty of injuries. My mom wrote me and she was like, uh, I guess I can't give you any injuries to students. That's not very funny, right? I said, that's no. What we want. I said, that's what we want. I said, that can be funny unless it was it like tragic. Right. Like, was that the end? <laughs> I don't want to hear any tragic injury right. stories. Uh, but my mom does write in one of her own injury stories. And I have one for my dad, too. She says, my best injury of myself, uh, we were playing pillow polo. No. Those big, you know, those big Q-tips, those big like spongy Q-tips that you used to have. So pillow polo, I guess what they're called, T-ball. We put a gator skin ball on top of a big cone and the batter would hit it off and was supposed to put the pillow polo stick down and run to first. I was sitting keeping score behind and to the left of the batter when they let the stick fly. I uh-huh. remember it coming at me in slow motion and it cracked me across the bridge of my nose. <gasps> I literally saw stars and my eyes watered for half an hour. So oh my god. That was my mom's injury. She had a couple injuries. I mean, she's been in gym class for 40 years, so you think just yeah. like statistically she's she'll have a couple. She's retired and still playing more sports than any of exactly. us sitting here, so she will have more. My dad's story uh comes from when he was still in high school or middle uh yeah, high school. He was playing wiffle ball in gym class. It was the last day of school before uh-huh. summer break. Well, he slid into home and I guess overslid and he slid under the bleachers and broke his ankle. <laughs> So he couldn't do his like landscaping job that he had planned for the summer. He couldn't do like the last day of school. And he was, was it a worth it? Johnny gym was class. It, he was a Johnny gym class. I want to know from Laura and your mom. What kind of like, what is your response? What happens when someone breaks something in your, like, I'd be like, don't move. We have the nurse. Oh, I mean, luckily if you're in Shannon's class, she's right <laughs> the there. Nurse like, is she's, there. She's already ready. But someone else, like, what is their responsibility? If I saw your dad break his ankle lodged under the bleachers, I'd be like, you just stay right where you are. I mean, from the stories I hear about what life and school was like when my dad was a kid, they probably were like, hey, walk it off to the next class. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's interesting coming from someone who lit a flame and cooked a venison cheesesteak just a few years ago in their gym class. So it is something about that area. Another injury here comes from Trenton Armstrong. Trenton said that he was playing dodgeball. He went up to catch a ball. He came down and he blew out his knee basically Ah. completely. And he had to just keep going on with his day is what he wrote. And I think like that has happened to some of us where you're like, you get hurt in gym class. You're not really sure how bad you get hurt. And like you have a math test next period. So what are you going to do? As we've talked about, this is second period. Like I I still have the rest of my day. ACL be darned. Unless Tim Solmon's truck is coming around to loop and pick you up on the way Isn't to the emergency put me into room that? no am i gonna get dairy queen on the way if not i'm not leaving this story comes from ashley turban this happens in self-defense class did you have self-defense class in gym class 
Uh-uh. I mean, I don't think you, I'm learning Did I have that class? you have no memories. I had Taibo. No, I remember Taibo. And maybe flag football. Self-defense. Like I'm punching things? <laughs> yeah, like you're learning no. to defend yourself. Taibo. Yes, I did. How about usually, that? I did. Usually I had Usually in the wrestling room is where you would do it. Like with all the mats and stuff. Because no, you might need we didn't to flip your partner over. Okay. We didn't do that. So Ashley Turbin writes in, one time we were learning self-defense in class and my best friend and I were partners. I was punching and she was blocking. Well, she didn't block my last punch and I punched her in the face and gave her a bloody nose. No, bloody nose again. So many bloody noses in these gym classes. It's inevitable, Poor guys. Ashley. You got to have that sawdust nearby or whatever. Oh, wait, that's throwing up, right? If someone throws I up. I don't know. <laughs> you got to throw yeah. sawdust on it. Soak it up. Yeah. I'm, I mean, plenty of yes. people throwing up in gym class, plenty of people bleeding. Oh, my Sometimes gosh. Sometimes the school gets sure. locked down because of it. Sometimes no one can get on their buses. All right. And then our last story of gym class. Well, maybe. Oh. This comes from homeschooler. Homeschool. <laughs> Was this our first one? Yes. She's the only person that wrote in. <laughs> Chloe Stokes, now Chloe George. She wrote in about an experience that she had. This was like not really a classic gym class because she's homeschooled on Kauai. So she's on a small island in the middle of the ocean and homeschooled. Okay. She said we would go to these local track and field tournaments and the homeschoolers were allowed to enter as if they were a school. So like all the homeschoolers banded together, I guess, and were a school. The Stokes school. They would run on the track barefoot but Uh they would tape their feet so they would wrap tape around the balls of their feet and Uh run on the track instead of wearing shoes she always said if you were betting on people to win you never bet on the kids with shoes you couldn't possibly (laughs) okay now this tracks with like what you've told me about like the stories that chloe has like it's as if she did not grow up in any of the 50 states like it's somewhere this is a very kawaii thing she sent us a picture and it was so funny it was seven kids lined up six of the kids had no shoes on but just tape on the balls of their feet and Uh then one girl had sneakers and she looked like she was falling over she was just on vacation in Kauai. this was just how she happened to be so chloe said during one of these local track and field tour a lot of things happened she won one year but they said chole or choli instead of her real name so that was traumatizing (laughs) But one year she was doing hurdles instead of jumping over them like normal. Chloe is a dancer. So she was doing split leaps over the (laughs) hurdles, thinking that was the form she was supposed to use. And she fell and broke her arm. Oh, no. While her feet are taped, you know, and the girl, even the girl in sneakers then probably beat her at that. Now, Chloe is so cool that she probably still like made it like cool. Like that wasn't like totally mortifying. She had a cool cast, probably like eh, had everybody sign it. Like she really saw the silver lining I'm sure, but devastating, especially because from what she's making it sound like, the entire island was watching. (laughs) That would not surprise me at all if it was a full island Kauai. It takes like two hours to drive the length of the island, basically. They were all there. They all saw it. Everybody came. They all wrapped tape around their feet and they ran as fast as they could, including split leaping. Chlo. Chlo, Choli. Thank you, Rankensteins, for submitting your responses. I hope that if we got to comment on your story, maybe we helped you. You know, like when you write into an editor and you're like, help, I have this problem. I feel like maybe we like 
at least helped you realize you weren't alone. So if you... The trauma is shared. I don't know that right. we could offer too much help because if you're in your 30s and still in a gym class, I don't know what to tell you about that. <laughs> Get out but of there. hopefully... Leave. Don't be an accelerated German gym anymore. But hopefully we showed you that it's not just you that's been through this trauma. It's Chelsea Kramer too. My mom did say you haven't been embarrassed in gym class until you've had to take modern dance in college. That is maybe my favorite line of the show because it's coming from my mom. And now I'm implying that my mom had to take modern dance. Now, the next time you see her, I do want you to get a lot more information and and like evidence. Like I want her to do some moves. I'll have to see if she remembers the the routine and if it was choreographed to Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous. That is very important. Yes. So let's end with this. We're calling this little category the silver lining because you guys... Gym class wasn't all bad. Remember the day the parachute came out. When yes. that parachute was laying in the middle of the gym and you knew, oh my gosh, we're going to play this little shark game. We're going to raise it above our heads and we're going to sit in this, sit in this big it. poofy tent underneath. Yes. Parachute day was the silver lining of gym class. I loved it. I felt so at ease, so safe. That and also... When it would just be like, just go outside and play Foursquare if you want to, like in elementary school. Boy, did I love that. Just leave us to our own devices, guys. Don't put us in some scary unit. And then sometimes gym class actually affords you a little bit extra. This last, last story comes from none other than Chrisanna Rogers. She says, senior year, Dylan and I had the same gym class. Dylan is now her current husband. Current husband. Current <laughs> Not for long, I guess, Dylan. Not first, not last, just current. Dylan is her husband now. Oh, no, She says, senior year, Dylan and I had the same gym class. I told my friend Maddie to tell him word for word, Chrissy, the name I went by in high school, thinks you're cute. It's just a perfect compilation of things. I just picture her writing in her diary one day, told everyone it's Chrissy now, (laughs) dot, dot, dot. I'll report back. She says, she told Maddie to tell him word for word, Chrissy thinks you're cute. Outside of the locker room before changing into gym clothes. During gym class that day, he kept saying, hey, Chrissy, and then (gasps) proceeding to pull up his shirt to quote unquote, wipe his face sweat, which of course showed off his body. (laughs) And I would say, hi, Dylan. Good job dribbling the basketball. (laughs) And it was really cringy. But I gave birth to his child. So I guess what he did worked. And so there you have it. Some of Such us are going to find our soulmates in gym yes, class. And some absolutely. of us are going to find our enemies who call us Johnny gym class. You just exactly. never know. It's a mixed bag. It's the great equalizer. So thank you to all of you guys for writing in. Thank you to our gym teachers. Sorry, mom. Physical education physical, teachers. I won't even get into how you also have to teach health at the middle school level. Who? Oh, sorry boy. about it. You guys deserve... More than you earn, and we love you, even if you are forcing us to relive trauma that we all shared. Thank you guys for listening. When it comes time for our next Rankenstein hotline, make sure you write in your stories. Bye.